Well, life on the farm, I kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country boy that me can't hack. Early to rise, early in the sack. I thank God I'm a country boy. And I can take you for a ride on my big green tractor. My track to sexy. Goodbye, city life. Thank God I'm a country boy. Good morning, 739 News Radio 923. Fog, man, fog. It's bad. It's I like just poked my head out the door and I couldn't tell whether I had or not. Like it's really, really thick out there. Because as Candy says, science. Um <laughs> No, it's true, though. Joining us as he does every Monday this whole year to tell us what life is like on a farm, Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. Hey, Ryan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great. All right, so uh, sometimes you learn something by asking the question you think is too dumb to ask, but I never have that fear. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask you this question. Does fog in any way affect anything that you do on the farm? Yes. Really? Oh, do tell. It does. It does. I mean, just think about it because of all the moisture it brings. And we've talked multiple times on the show um, how almost everything we do, how much, almost everything we do on the farm, it matters how much moisture is on the on the ground, on mm-hmm. the plant, in the air, those things. So anytime it's a foggy day like this, uh, you know, of course we're finished with cotton for this year, but if we weren't. Today would be a, a short picking day. You know, it'd be well after lunch at best. Okay. Um, before the cotton would dry off enough so we could begin harvest. Same way with peanuts or soybeans or any kind of harvest we were doing. Fog like this brings so much moisture when it's heavy like this that it, it makes for a short day of working by the time everything gets dry enough that you can begin your your day. Okay, well that makes perfect sense. So not the visibility slice is not the issue, it's the moisture in the air that's the issue. Um and so that's the which makes sense as you said many times, you got to burn that moisture off before you can for example yeah. safely but harvest the, the cotton. The visibility part, the visibility piece is a problem if we were trying to move up and down the highways to the next field. We won't, mm. we won't put our equipment on the road um as as big as it is, as slow as it is. You know, it's dangerous on a good day, but it's super dangerous on a day like today. So we would never move our stuff up and down the highway until the fog burned off. Oh, okay. Which can also be an impediment to you getting your resources where they need to be on a day. That, that makes See, you learn That's stuff right. by asking a question you think is too dumb to ask. Um, you guys have had uh, some weather over the last couple of days. You've been able to do anything productively, tearing up the cotton stalks, anything like that? We didn't really, you know, it rained a lot last weekend, then it rained again during the week, and uh, unfortunately we weren't really able to get any field work done. But it did allow us to get some stuff done around the house that had been needing doing um, during the harvest season when we didn't have time, so so that felt good. And, uh, you know, what we're doing now isn't, isn't too time sensitive, so, so it, it didn't bother us bad, but still weren't able to get any field work done so we could say we're completely through for the year i uh, i had a chance to meet your wife a couple of weeks ago when i came up for that first responders event uh she's a sweetheart of course um but i what it makes me That's think true. about is it, how much of ryan jenkins honeydew list is honeydew in december list <laughs> like you know she comes to you in april and she's like we need this done you're like catch me in six months <laughs> are you are you old enough to where you used to have encyclopedias yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. The whole stack of encyclopedias. That's kind of what my honeydew list looks like. <laughs> well, you know, you got to do something in the winter, right? You can't farm, so you got to do something. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Where um where is the cotton harvest at? Is it done being graded and processed and all? No, there are still several farmers that are not uh, that haven't quite finished their harvest. But you know, once once it's harvested, that's just kind of the beginning of it. Then it has to be picked up from the field, taken to the gin, and usually it sits on the yard there for for a period of time, just because simply because they can't get to it. And then once they do get to it, the ginning process itself does not take long at all, you know, a day. And then then there's samples from each bale that get sent off to a lab, and there they grade it. This process takes a few days. And so it's, it's a long process before you ever know what you're even going to get paid for your crop. The grading process is, is something that, you know, you just don't know from year to year, even field to field exactly how good your cotton really was and how much you'll get paid for it so i had a question from somebody that wanted to know how many cotton gins there are and whether he asked is it all owned by one family still does that question make any sense to you it does make sense to me um there are two in j and for many years in my younger days for many years there were only two cotton gins in Florida. Now there is another one over uh, just south of Atmore, and I believe there's one up toward Frisco City, kind of in that general area. But there are some around now, but uh, we're, we're just lucky that we have them that close to us. And they are not owned by the same family. They're okay. owned by different families. So this is not a situation where, like your peanut co-op for the processing of the peanuts, there's no need for the farmers to go in on a, a cotton gin or something like that. There's adequate facilities and there's competition? There are, but there are some uh, farmer-owned gins around. Okay. Yes, and, and I think that is something to look you know, to look at in the future, but but right now we're being serviced very well by the gyms that are in our area. All right, well, that's good, and that's why I said, you know, somebody wanted me to ask you, and I didn't know the answer, so I figured I would check in. We're talking to Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms in Jay, Florida. Ryan, hang on for just a second. Let's get Candy Cullerton in here with Traffic on the Five. And taking a look around. Uh, of course, be careful, like uh, they've been mentioning, lots of fog. In fact, big fog advisory for the bridge, I-10 westbound at mile marker 17, very heavy in Pensacola. Uh, Johnson University, North and South University, slow but not Lock, malfunctioning light at Navy and Gulf Beach Highway. If you have traffic tips, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Ryan Jenkins. Um, Ryan, I, I figure, but you tell me if I'm wrong, I figure that at this time of year, it's kind of downtime to a degree with what you can actually do for farming, but I have to assume that there are important farming things that get done. You know, I don't, I don't know what you're working on, but you tell me, what are you working on other than just the basic, you know, maintenance and that kind of stuff? There are. We kind of debrief a lot at this time of year, thinking about, you know, kind of reviewing things that have happened over the years, what we think worked, what we didn't work, what we need to change possibly, whether it be equipment-wise or seed or technology or whatever, you know, to make the next year better. So there, there's a lot of that, a lot of, a lot of that amongst us in the family and then amongst other farmers as well, you know, we're all trying to come up with a, a better game plan for next year. And then another, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, stressful slash unfun, whatever, but needed um, part of the deal is it's the time of the year where we have to renew our operating loans for the next year. So mm. we have to, you know, we work very close with the banks almost 
I, I don't know of a farmer that doesn't use, no matter how successful or how big or whatever they are, I don't know of anyone that doesn't use some type of operating loan to go from year to year. So that's, uh, that's something that's very specialized. It requires a lot of book work to, to get the, the numbers that they need to be able to determine if they're going to loan you money and how much they're going to loan you. And then it's uh, probably different than what most people are used to. It's a one-year loan, so... You know, we'll we'll start borrowing money out of it in January, and it has to be paid back um, within a year. And they use your crops for collateral in most cases if you have enough crops, you know, for the collateral without having to add equipment or or real estate or anything like that to it. How, how have the interest rate changes affected that, or have they affected that? They're about to affect that. Okay, you so know, most of that happened. Most of that happened this year, and uh, this this new note that I'll be getting, you know, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, um, it's 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 going to be higher. I just don't know how much higher. So it, it is a problem. So you have, I'm just trying to put all this together in my head for people, also for people who may not be as familiar. So you have to, you have basically mortgage on your future crops that is operating money that you get from the banks. So you have borrowed capital, which you have to pay interest against. You tend to farm mostly on rented land. It's not your land. Some of your land is owned by you, but a lot of it is not. Um, I mean, these are all slices of the profit margin that go away to somebody else, right? I mean, that's, then those are, those are like, if you, I don't know if it were your own money that you were using to buy the the tools and the crops every year. That would be different than having to pay the interest to somebody else or having to pay the land rent to somebody else, right? Absolutely, yes. It would be completely different, but it's it's very hard to ever get to that point. And when you do, you know, get to where you have a, a fair amount of money put back in reserve, and you'll have a bad year and have to use all of it. Then it just takes forever to build it back. Um, so that's, that's just, uh, I guess a necessary evil of being a farmer It's like I say, it's, you don't really realize it a lot of times just because you're in it every day and, yeah. and, and just going to have a lot on your mind, but it is, it is stressful. A lot of times you just don't realize how much stress you're carrying until you sit down and think about it. I feel. But as you've said to me many times, there's nothing else you would rather do. Uh, last thing, uh, Ryan, uh, any farm fact for us this week? Yeah, while we're talking about uh, borrowing money and debt and stuff like that, I've, I've researched, and for whatever reason, 2017 is the, the last real numbers I could find. But in America, in 2017, the average debt per farmer was $1.3 million. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm, no. I'm sure it's higher than that now, but that's uh, – and you think about all the small farmers or – you know, a lot of them don't necessarily have a lot of debt. And then the big farmers that do, and you average it all out, that was, you know, several years ago now. So I know it's higher than that, but that's, that's still a significant chunk of change. Yeah, absolutely it is. And, the, and, borrowed. <laughs> and additional unique stresses because of it. Uh, Ryan Jenkins, he is our owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. Ryan, as always, thank you for sharing what you know with us. Thanks for feeding and, you know, putting food on the table for my, uh, and uh, putting clothes on my kids. I appreciate all of that. And for putting up with all the stresses <laughs> so that we can have all oh, of that. Yeah. We'll talk to you again next week, sir. What's that? Thank you. Have a great week. You too.